Hamilton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. 28 degrees on Sunday is the forecasted high. Wow, because I know there's some, uh, I'm noticing a little bit of a chill in the air. And that just tells you on August the 21st, Paul's around the corner, isn't it? 28, wow. That's, uh, that's going to be hot at uh, Commonwealth Stadium, where the Elks take on the Ottawa Red Blacks, looking for a win streak, ladies and gentlemen, an actual win streak. You can catch the game right here on 6.30, Chet, 3.30. Countdown to kickoff. Brendan Escott, Blake Dermott, and then Morley Scott and I, along with David Bowles, will be reporting from the Elks sidelines. We'll have the opening kickoff at 5 o'clock. We'll uh, talk uh, more about the Elks uh, this half hour and and uh, what sets up maybe for a little bit of a run for them. But, of course, uh, there's, there's a lot that uh, has to be done still. Still some improving they have to do, but a much better performance and a step in the right direction. Now let's just hope they don't take two steps back against the uh, Red Blacks on uh, Sunday. My thanks to Brendan Escott last week who uh, was filling in for me. <laughs> I was here a week ago filling in for Reed, and I'm here all week filling in for Reed. He'll be back a week today on uh, 630 Jet Inside Sports. Reed taking the time uh, to uh, volunteer at the Fringe and uh, check out that festival. And that's uh, that's something he does every single summer for uh, you know traditional for uh, that's been traditional for Reed. So uh, I was in Hamilton for much of the week last week and. Uh, Brendan was uh, filling in on the show, and what a week it was, of course. Uh, it was a week ago that we uh, heard first that uh, Victor Cui, the former president and CEO, uh, was uh, mutually parting ways with the club, and uh, it was a busy week. And your reaction and reaction from many, and I know I had a chance to be on the show, and Morley and Blake, and you heard from Tom Richards, the board chair, and now we just move on from that, and we're uh, looking forward to hopefully a good run for the Edmonton Elks, they can string together uh, some wins. And this is great as well uh, in an initiative. And, you know, we, our, my heart goes out, our heart goes out to everyone that has been displaced, uh, that has been affected by the wildfires in Northwest Territories. And we think about Yellowknife as well. And the Elks uh, stepping up in a big way, offering evacuees from the wildfires in the Northwest ter- Territories free tickets for that game uh, at home on Sunday against the Red Blacks. And the Elks said that any evacuees who have come to Edmonton can claim their tickets throughout this week by showing their evacuation wristband or Northwest Territories driver's license. The club says over 3,000 evacuees had registered at the Edmonton Expo Centre as of noon yesterday. The ongoing wildfire crisis has forced the evacuations of communities across the territory, including the capital city of Yellowknife. And uh, Elks executive Alan Watt says... They just want to show the support for those affected, even though the primary focus of those displaced is returning home as soon as possible. And if you're listening tonight, welcome to Edmonton. And our heart goes out to you. We hope that things improve and you'll be able to go home soon. And I don't know what many of you are going home to. And that's the frightening part. And I I can't imagine how you're feeling right now. So I'm just glad you're here. If you are listening right now, we're going to be a friendly voice. We're going to try and just give a little levity. Sports can, you know, sports can be a nice uh, antidote for the world's issues, and we you know we can't take them away. And uh, but I'm just glad if you're listening. Uh, 
you know, thank you for uh, giving us some time. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I hope and pray for you and your family and that uh, everything, you know, whatever resolution can be the best resolution that you will find it. And um, if you're going to go to the game on Sunday, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful afternoon at Commonwealth Stadium. And the Elks, they're 1-9 and on the uh, season, which is not great at all. Not even going to try and fool you. Um, it's still not very good. But they got the one win. And you got to get that good feeling back in the locker room at some point. And the team has been off since uh, that win on Thursday. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kel and I, I know we have seen a lot of rain fall. That's been heavy. And it's been, uh, wow, and the wind and all that. Well, I thought you were just talking about Thursday night. Oh. I thought you, uh, this is just in general. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I, like, it's it's crazy the amount of rain that we've been getting. And we've gone through the, and I know in southern Alberta they're going through a dry spell. And, I, I, you know, I, again, I hope I hope there's, there's rain for that region as well. Um, and, you know, everywhere. And obviously up north uh, with the, the Northwest Territories, uh, wildfires but mm-hmm. the rain that i saw at tim hortons field is a lot it's in the ballpark of the rain that we've had here because we've had some crazy rain fall mm. and wind but i posted a video on my instagram and my facebook and not all of you could see it more of you can see it on instagram <laughs> but i have not seen rain just move like that <laughs> It was literally coming in sideways, and I was trying to figure out if that was an effect of the video or if that's how it was, uh, you know, yeah. showing in real life. But no, first-hand accounts from you and from others that were there, yeah, it was just, uh, coming in sideways. So I believe Brendan said uh, an hour and 47-minute delay, and after a while he just stopped counting because... That's what we counted back here was okay. an hour 47 was the official, well, unofficial 640 Chad delay timer. So at some point, the <laughs> clock must have restarted. Because you get an hour delay no matter what. It's an hour delay. Mm -hmm. And if there's a lightning strike within 10 kilometers of the stadium, the clock resets. Yes. So it must have at some point during that that delay. Guaranteed at least once, yes. Yes. So it was really strange because throughout the day, now when we arrived, Morley and I, and I I usually don't go to the... uh, the road sitting until the day before, but it's Hamilton, and Hamilton is very difficult to get to. So I went the two days before, like Morley does, because Morley likes to go to the uh, to the opposition and get some good stuff for the uh, for countdown to kickoff, and right. and obviously for our sports coverage here on six thirty Chad and uh, Global News Radio. But you know, and I we arrived and there was significant rain on the Tuesday, and we had about a forty five minute thunderstorm. Um, and our hotel is basically off the highway uh, in a Walmart parking lot. Literally, it's a Walmart parking lot because everything is closed in there now. I mean, there's there's <laughs> several stores that used to be there in restaurants, fast food outlets that are just not there anymore. So it's it was kind of ominous. Although we mm-hmm. did have a Moxie's and a Denny's attached to the hotel. They uh, were open. According to Morley, and you can ask him later, the fruit trays were on sale at the said Walmart that week. They were. Yes. yes. And he loaded up on them. So. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, by the way, my chair's sinking. This is weird. We need a new chair <laughs> I was gonna in here say, or something. Yeah. Folks, he started the show at a certain height, and he just keeps uh, drinking. Yeah. He's going to be a, a pocket-sized Dave Campbell here by the end of the program, apparently. So. I'm going to have to take a break soon. <laughs> My quads are starting to burn. <laughs> 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 or I might just have to play a clip soon. Yes. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, and, and, of course, Hamilton, it's surrounded by, by water, a lot of lakes around, and the thunderstorms are always worse when you're near a body of water. And then... 
Wednesday happened, and Wednesday was a nice day. It was a hot day, and then Thursday was a hot and humid day, and we were supposed to get rain, maybe mixed with thunderstorms, and of course, right at the time the game was starting. So you're like, oh, great, and we have a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow. That's just wonderful. So it looked like we were going to be okay because it looked like the rain was coming, but then you look at the radar and all these red and yellow spots uh, are showing up. You're like, okay, and then ultimately we end up uh, in an hour and 47-minute delay, and... uh, the game ended at 11.45 Eastern time, and the team got home very late. I think it was around 3.30, I thought. I saw someone post on social media, and uh, the Elks at 1-9 and nine now. So what does this win do? Well, it gets them back into the good feeling of the win again, you know, and they have tasted the... Uh, I got to move the mic down. The uh, I'm sinking even further. How far does this chair go down, Callum? I think you're fixing to find out at this Why point. Why <laughs> is this chair even in here if it's like that? I don't know. My gosh. Anyway, uh, I'll be okay. So the Elks, the Elks, they have tasted defeat so many times. They've lost 13 in a row. Several players on this team have felt every single loss. We know about the home record. We'll deal with that later. But this win hopefully validates everything that they've been trying to do in practice, everything they've been trying to do in the meeting rooms. We, we heard it from Chris Jones several times. You know, we have a good group. It's a better group than last year. It's a group that cares about each other. We got better character in the room. And for some reason, we don't bring it out on game day. This is as close to a 60-minute effort that uh, I think that we have seen in the time that Chris Jones has been a member of this team for the second time as the head coach, as he, as he pointed it out. Well, I mean, that's you know, it's the closest that we've been this year. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. Certainly, uh, you know, the punt return we got fortunate to get a you know a penalty. Finally, was called on them, and uh, you know, so it's an opportunity uh, to to not get a, a big play in the third quarter that goes against us. I moved the chair, by the way. I feel so much better. Hooray! It's fixed. Yeah, and, and truth be told, I was sinking to one side for some reason, so I have no idea what's wrong with this chair. Ah, you were listening to one side to steal a nautical term. But I feel, I feel like I'm balanced. And it, lo- and it looks like it's all 100% ready to go. In yes. So. There we go. <laughs> and the Elks, it's like the Elks, they were balanced. Yeah, well-balanced attack on first yes. day, maybe. Yes. Yes, they were. Uh, how about Trey Ford again? I mean, Trey Ford is, he's cooking, man. He's cooking. Let Trey cook. Exactly. So, what, 187 yards uh, passing. So he's averaging around 181 in two games. He has three touchdowns, one interception. And the stat I like a lot, too, is in 24 drives, he has led them to five touchdowns. So that's almost 21%. And you remember before the change that this team only had 10 offensive touchdowns in 108 drives led mostly by Taylor Cornelius and uh, the others, Jared Daigie. So they're finding a way to get to the end zone. Stephen Dunbar had a good game. Uh, they're finding balance with the run. Kevin Brown, much better performance. And uh, especially in the fourth quarter, when they had to lock it down, when they had to put the hammer down, when they had to kill the clock and say, we got to get out of here with two points, they found a way to do it. So full marks to the Elks for doing that. And you got to think about, you know, back to Trey Ford's numbers, too. It would have been much. It would have been over a 200-yard night, maybe 250, maybe close to 300, if Eugene Lewis can hang on to that ball. That's got to be Russ for Geno. 
because usually, like, he's a 90-10 guy, not a 50-50, a contested catch um, receiver, but he hasn't been in the lineup for a while. And then Dylan Mitchell, a little tougher of a catch because it got popped at the end of it, which I thought was a either a face mask or a headshot or maybe both. But the command center had an interesting night again. <laughs> so so what, what does this mean? You know, the Elks finally won a game. And then they got some help on the scoreboard because I'm going to bring the P word in. I'm going to bring in playoffs. Where last week I was like, why are we talking about it? Well, I think we can bring it up a little bit now. They get some help from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They beat the Calgary Stampeders 1918. Calgary stays at three wins. Ottawa, who were leading that game for most of it against the Alouettes, blow a lead and they lose 25 24. So the Elks, if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to beat the teams in front of them right now, and they're playing teams in front of them right now. They're playing Ottawa on Sunday at home. Then it's the Labor Day series. This weekend, Calgary's in Toronto. Well, Calgary's beaten Toronto already. Uh, Toronto coming off of a bye, their third bye in 11 weeks, by the way, which is remarkable. Um, but the Argos kind of stubbed their toe in Calgary. And, of course, they didn't have Chad Kelly in the lineup. He left the game a couple weeks ago, or whenever that game was, two, three weeks ago. And, you know, they weren't as efficient. But you got to think Toronto favored to win that game. Hamilton Tiger Cats are in BC to play the Lions. The Lions, uh, they had a uh, interesting game against the uh, Riders yesterday, 34-29. Uh, they lose to the Riders, but they are at home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. you got to think the Lions are favored in that one. So if the Elks can win another game against an opponent that they're chasing for the playoffs, and I think the crossover is the most likely scenario if they're going to make the playoffs or be in the conversation for it. Because I think Saskatchewan's gone. Saskatchewan's 5-5. Five and five. They've already won the season series against the Elks. They're four points up, but essentially they be, or sorry, they're eight points up, and uh, they have five wins. The Elks have one. I mean, that's almost ten points up on the Elks. So I, I don't think the Riders can be caught. So, to me, it's down. And I know no one's counting the Elks in this equation, and I don't blame them because I think I'm, I'm stretching here. <laughs> I'm stretching here. The final playoff spot in the CFL is either going to be at the moment. The Calgary Stampeders, the Ottawa Red Blacks, or the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But the Elks, with another win, will definitely be in that conversation. They will be in that conversation. And can they do it? You know, they play differently at home than they do on the road. They don't play as poised. They don't play as calm or balanced. And we've seen them play tough games on the road, but we've also seen them play tough games at home as well. I still don't like the second halves. Um, only three points in the second half for the Elks in Hamilton. And I didn't like that. The third quarter, again, le- left a lot to be desired. And, you know, they got fortunate, the Elks did. Uh, Mark Leggio was wildly inaccurate, missed three field goals, and Tyreek McAllister had a punt return for a touchdown called back. Now, calling games that I have the last four years that that has gone against the Elks, and I've seen similar things, um, I go, that's their problem, not the Elks. But it's a stretch to say they'll be in the playoff conversation right now. 
All they did was put themselves a bit closer with that win. Because remember, if you're going to make the playoffs in the East, you have to win that spot outright. You cannot tie. So they're four points back. Essentially, they're six points back. But you can only win one game a week. You can't win four. You can't win three. You can't win two. You can't win five. You can only win one. So the Elks have done themselves a favor by at least giving themselves the opportunity for the opportunity. I think that's the best way of putting it. 622, my chair is working just fine, swimmingly, and I'm in for Reed Wilkins tonight. And we're going to have uh, Manny Arsenault at the bottom of the clock, or after the uh, 630 news. Uh, pretty uh, big day for himself personally in his CFL career. We'll talk about that a little bit later on on Inside Sports. Well, coming up, Manny Arsenault, who's been a uh, longtime veteran in the CFL in his second season with the Edmonton Elks, get his perspective on finally a win, and he had a milestone as well. Into the top 30 in CFL receiving all time. Also extended his catch streak to 138 games. That goes back to his 2010, for goodness sakes. He's a good pro, good leader, good veteran. We're going to hear from Manny Arsenal from the Edmonton Elks in a moment here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. It's Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins this week.